hundreds of people who have sent messages of support to us. Hey everybody, welcome to Narrative Live. I'm really excited to welcome Laura Goldman to the show today because I've been dying to talk to you, Laura, because you know a lot of things about one of the subjects that I'm most fascinated by in the world, and that is the story of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That's the day that Ghislaine found out her father had died in that mysterious way. So her father, of course, was Robert Maxwell, the uh, very famed media mogul from the United Kingdom, but also a, a major spy figure. And uh, he had died by falling off a boat under mysterious circumstances that he'd named after her. And that is a moment where I think she looks most real as I've seen her in any of the pictures that I've seen of her because she, she looks terrified and she looks unsure. And in everything else in, in her life, if, I feel like she's always smiling and glowing and, and that's the sense of who she was to, to us, people who don't know her. But you know her. What kind of person is she? The, the person on the boat is the real Jolaine. She is not confident. She's a bundle of nerves. She's a bundle of insecurities. And... Uh, but uh, she was always able to project an if image of a confident, polished person. She was obviously very close to, to Robert Maxwell. She, that was a big part of her life. All the children still worship him. Mm -hmm. uh, Christine Maxwell recently, as April of last year, wanted to uh, resuscitate her father's reputation. She had done a whole presentation on that he was more than the bad things that he had done, like the pension scandal, etc. Uh, she talked about what he had done during World War II. She had talked to, you know, she talked about other things. I, their whole life was Robert Maxwell, all of them. Right. Even when they moved far away, their life was Robert Maxwell. Yeah, people don't realize that he had maybe nine identities in his life. Uh, and he, he was always a, a spy for different services, but always, uh, you know, ultimately a principled spy for most people would have thought. And then, you know, after he died, people realized that he had stolen all that money from the pension fund. And that was a real blow to, to the reputation of the Maxwells. Um, and since then, it seems like that reputation has followed them and certainly her in her life afterwards when she met Jeffrey Epstein, but they've never been able to sort of regain who they were. I know best Isabel mm. and Christine and um, uh, Jelaine, mm. and uh, I know some of the boys who have really suffered for being Robert Maxwell's sons. How so? Well, they stood trial for fraud. For his fraud, they stood trial. Mm. And you know, they never ever betrayed their father, even when they were in the dock. That's mm. how powerful he is. That's the pull that he has. And I can kind of relate to that in the sense that as a, my parents are also Holocaust survivors. Mm. And, you know, Robert Maxwell famously was a Holocaust survivor. He lost 300 members of his family during the war. You, you, you have a mixed emotions about your parents. Because on one hand, they they aren't maternal but or paternal, but on the other hand, uh, um, they've suffered so much. And have, have you and uh, Ghislaine ever spoken about that? Many times. And Isabel and I talked about it a lot. And Christine was getting a doctorate in Holocaust studies. 
And I was hoping, uh, you know, before this all happened, that she would work with me on um, for at the U.S. Holocaust Museum uh, because my friend is now chairman of it and he's in Texas and she's in Texas. So I thought it would be a good match and that she could, we can maybe come up with some very innovative second generation um, exhibits. Do you still speak to them by the way? Do you still speak to them? Yes, yes. New York Times columnist James Stewart wrote that Epstein told him that he had dirt on his famous friends, including details of their sexual proclivities and recreational drug use. Stewart's reporting backs up the claims of Virginia Giffrey, who claims Epstein and Maxwell made her their sex slave. In 2015, Giffrey said she believed prosecutors had videos and photos with her as an underage girl having sex with Epstein's powerful friends. On NBC, Giffrey revealed one of those powerful friends was Prince Andrew. And I hop in the car with Gilan and Jeffrey, and Gilan said he's coming back to the house, and I want you to do for him what you do for Epstein. I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that even royalty were involved. In a 2015 affidavit, Giffrey claimed Epstein told her he set up his friends with minors so that they would owe him, they would be in his pocket, and he would have something on them. Giffrey also said that Ghislaine Maxwell had a large collection of child pornography that she had made of the underage girls. She also says that Epstein required her to describe sex with these politicians, bankers, and celebrities that she was directed to have sex with, presumably so that he could potentially blackmail them. Keelan woke me up in the morning and said, you're going to meet a prince today. I didn't know at that point that I was going to be trafficked to that prince. Are you equating what Virginia went through and uh, Virginia Griffith, of course, one of the victims that sued Ghislaine, are you equating their experiences? Their, their, their... No, no, no. I'm saying that everybody that uh, 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 was associated with Jeffrey was victimized. Okay. Uh, period. Everybody. You can include Steve Hoffenberg in there. You can include Leslie. I mean, Leslie Wexler should have certainly known better. But Jeffrey was a con artist. I think he's going to be found to be the greatest con artist of our of our century or generation. He victimized everybody. He doesn't have any conscience. No, uh, Virginia was a child. She should she should never have been treated that way. But Jeffrey made everybody part of his scheme and that included the girls that were also victims i think nadia there were a bunch of girls that he also had them recruit and um, yes jelaine is an adult and she was more involved but 
it, she was also a victim. She loved him. She wanted to marry him. He strung her on. He promised her lots of things. Do I, you know, if you do any work in criminal justice reform, every woman you meet in jail is there because of a man. Mm, a lot of the, the time, man, yeah. You know, and this doesn't make it okay. No, but it doesn't make, you know, People are focused on her. Yes, she's fascinating. Yes, she apparently seems to have not gone to jail. But why aren't they focusing on Harvard, who gave him an office? Because that office allowed him to continue. He was attending classes with undergraduates. Right. Look, there's, a, there's an answer to... There's every, lots of victims. Right, there are victims. Why has he not been prosecuted? You tell me what you think. Why, why did, was he never prosecuted? And why was she never prosecuted? I, I do think some of it is, is that there was a lot of sensitive information. There were a lot of people who didn't want them prosecuted. That would include Leslie Wexner and other people. Maybe there's an intelligence reason. But I also think these cases are extremely hard to prosecute. Prosecutors are not in the business of justice. I always tell people, if you want justice, go to a whorehouse. If you want to get screwed, go to a courthouse. <laughs> and, Sorry, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> but, I, you know, you... This is a, these are very hard cases. I mean, did Christine Blasey Ford get justice? Is Tara Reid going to get justice? I'm not comparing the cases. The, you know, he said, she said, even with lots of she said, mm. are very, very, very hard cases to prove. Look, I agree with you with all of that. But ultimately, I think you, you know, you can't look at the totality of this case and not say the reason that there's been no prosecution is because they were working as agents for Israeli military intelligence. I mean, no, that's I'm not going to say that. No, you're not, not, not going to say, say that. that. And, and, and why and won't I'll you say tell that? you why? Yeah. OK, I, I know many old time Israelis and old time Jews that were very involved in the creation of the state of Israel. Most of my family lives in Israel. And all of them say to me that Robert Maxwell may have been a spy, but he sold to the highest bidder. So I don't think it was all Israel. I think some of it could be MI6 and protecting Prince Andrew. It could be all in France. It could be another group of people they're protecting. The Rothschilds. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I'm. I don't know them. I'm just saying lots of other people. The, yeah, a lot of the, people. The Maxwell. Sure. The Maxwells are international on the international circuit. They're not on. And, you know, one thing that people don't realize, Jelaine was not that involved in Israel. Isabel was. OK, right. <clears throat> so, yes, of course, they uh, maybe sold information. Information is valuable. OK, right. but it doesn't mean they only sold to Israel and that only Israel is protecting it. And one of the reasons <clears throat> that I came forward was because I am I feel that it's all it's anti-Israel, anti-Semitic to blame this all on Israel. OK, yes. I don't think it's all Israel. I, I think MI6, MI Prince Andrew. I mean, what about the bodyguards that were with Prince Andrew all those times? I mean, there are tons of people who should be prosecuted. 
Look, I will agree with you 100% that it's not just Israel. And I do think that there is an element that makes this easy to pen just on Israel. And of course, that's why maybe Israel was put in that position of being the broker for a lot of these things. It certainly helped every other intelligence agency that uh, that benefited. The Russians in particular, the MI6 as yeah. well. The CIA worked with, with uh, Epstein in many, on many occasions, as far as I can tell. So, you know, right. it's a multinational effort. Was Epstein was a creation of a multinational effort the Saudi Arabians were also very involved with his with his work in different ways so you know no one is blaming just Israel but just on the why aren't they being prosecuted piece of it or why not just Israel it was because I think they, it's, the it's royal because, family uh, I think the royal family has far more weight than Israel especially under Obama which was 2008 Right. Okay. Uh, 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 so if you want to know then, it was uh, most likely the royal family or MI6 or whoever is in that, you know, uh, you know, in charge of all that stuff. Sure. So you're saying 2008 is when they were, the char charges would, would don't drop, but they've got reduced charges. Uh, right. Jeff, Jeffrey was given a year or so in, in a private facility that was had some right. in and out privileges. And Ghislaine, is it Ghislaine or is it Ghislaine? I, I've said it both ways. Ghislaine. Ghislaine, Ghislaine. Ghislaine has, uh, has in her life uh, been able to escape prosecution because of, a, of a, a cooperation agreement that he signed at that time saying that she would not get prosecuted, neither would the rest. So at, in right. 2008, we were in the middle of coming towards the end of the Bushes, the start of Obama. Um, and we were looking at... So the, blame it on Bush. Blame right. it on Obama. You know, it's, there are a lot of people involved right and so you think the decision went as high as that that oh, it, yes, it, it would yes, have gone yes. it would have gone to and, and you think perhaps the royal family the queen would have said you're not doing anything relating to my son in court right. in the united states and that was the end of that case because because yes. that you know it sounds reasonable it's also do you think the same thing happened in the most recent set of uh, um, claims against Epstein before he died and then after he died against uh, Ghislaine? I think that the immunity agreement from what I've been saying since last July, and I'm the only one that's been saying this, mm. is the immunity agreement from 2008, she and Isabel and everybody else has told me is valid. Mm. And she will be fine and she won't be prosecuted. and. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I do like to think that my government makes agreements and keeps them. I mean, right. you know, you can say that it was a bad agreement, but it, 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 how else are we going to have a plea bargain system if agreements are null and void? And not that I'm so much for the pre plea bargain system, but they do clear the court calendars. Well, they also they you know they land up getting a lot of pe people. The idea behind those those systems is that you you get people lower down the chain and you build your way up until you get the sort of the the head of the snake, as you pointed out earlier. And but they didn't in this case. They, didn't. they just got him. Right. They didn't go to the less. Do you believe he killed himself? I have always said that I think he's manipulative to the end. And what he did was he attempted suicide. He thought they would save him, but they were too busy uh, shopping or, you know, overworked. Mm -hmm. and, and he thought that if he attempted suicide, they would move him to a mental facility. And that was where he would spend his time before trial. Mm -hmm. I don't believe he intentionally killed himself because I believe that he thought 
his agreements were valid and it was too early in the game for him to in the in the set you know in the negotiations for him to believe that he would stay in jail so yes so did he kill himself no he attempted to mm-hmm. he made a, it, it was a it was a fake attempt that went awry okay you know that nobody came to save him okay so, so he, he thought wanted, he was trying to kill himself it went himself. bad and then um they came in but it was too late because they were too busy doing right. other things on their computers um Wow, that's an interesting take. I hadn't heard thought of that because before. Because but... many people get out of jail for mental illness. Mm-hmm. That is probably the easiest way, it, like for a wealthy defendant, to get moved to a hospital with guards, etc. Mm-hmm. It's true. No, probably, that's not on. And, it, and, I, and I'd heard that he was definitely looking to, to get at least private accommodation. It seemed to me that in jail, right. someone like him sharing rooms with people that were, uh, you know, didn't look like the kind of people I'd want to spend even five minutes with, right. never mind uh, share a, a cell with, that didn't seem like it was going to suit somebody of his taste and his his right. lifestyle. So he would have been looking to find a way to, to get a better place. Uh, we'll never know, you know, I think people are going to speculate endlessly about whether he committed but suicide. But I think it's very unlike, okay, as far as Israel goes, Israel had no reason to kill him. Okay, uh, 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 he uh, there wasn't, you know, you know, there are all those theories that the Mossad came in and killed him. He didn't know enough about their operations to have a reason to kill him. And it was, again, too early in the in the in the negotiations. No. You know, it, it, he hadn't threatened to divulge anything. And he did. He did make his will, which should have been a red light to any other jail. But mm. the jails don't care. Okay, and what it, this should do is shine a light on how mentally ill people and suicidal people are treated in jail. Unfortunately, it was there for a moment and then it went away. Mm-hmm. No, you the, know, and that's going to, ch- you know, that people should be aware that people are treated this way. You, you said that Israel would not have a reason to, or that others would not have any reason to, but they all would have reasons because he has he had a lot of secrets, right? I mean, he had a variety of secrets. But he, on everybody. He had he had he had secrets on rich Americans. He mm. did not have secrets on too many Israelis. Not too many. I mean, you could say Ehud Barak possibly, mm. but he was already out of office. Mm. Um, there wasn't a. Um, um, uh, he did, you know, he gave Israel s- secrets. Israel didn't give him secrets. Right. Now, he still had secrets um, on, on, on prominent American Jews as well. Uh, that might... But that doesn't affect Israel. Uh, Israel takes care of Israel. And for them to come in to the American jail and kill somebody, they would have had to let the CIA know or something, in the C- or some, you know, so... Or afterwards, the CIA might have figured it was them. So for them to do that without permission would have ruined the relationship between Israel and America. Right. Okay. And Israel only cares about its relationship with America, especially under Netanyahu. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. And check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download. Mm-hmm.